pop culture podcast in the realm. My name is Rick, and as always, I'm joined by my fantastic co-host, the love to my thunder, Robbie. <laughs> That's the nicest one you've ever done. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I'm but, feeling charitable today. But thanks, Rick. Ah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You see, I'm starting to like you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're 14 episodes in. I'm starting to like you. That's good. That's good. Progress. <laughs> progress is good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, it's been a whole like... 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went and watched uh, Thor Love and Thunder last night, which we'll be talking about very shortly. And this is, I like to refer to it as our hell week, where we're just recording back-to-back episodes nonstop in preparation for you going. So we've seen each other a lot this week. We have. I'm pretty sure I've seen you more than I've seen my girlfriend. That's fine. Well, she would disagree, but yeah. <laughs> well, she should have come to the movies last night then. She's leave her alone. <laughs> Look, if, she, if she's that desperate to spend time with her, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Does she listen? No. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, but David does, and he's a snitch. <laughs> Good. All right, so we have a cocktail for today. We've made a cocktail. It didn't go exactly as planned. <laughs> it just didn't go to plan at all. No, no. What I was hoping to do was to... Uh, to separate the, the liquor a little bit, I wanted to have a, a blue and pink cocktail to represent Love and Thunder. Um, it kind of all just mixed together and we got a, like blue with a slightly darker shade of blue on top. <laughs> so it didn't work, it, <laughs> <laughs> but it still tastes good. I like it. Um, pink gin, Curacao. What, what do you think? Do you like it? I mean, I love gin. So, yeah. So it's just, you know, unless you, you'd have to really mess it up for me to go. Ugh, gin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was good. It's it, it's not as um like we've made some cocktails that didn't taste great. Um We I <laughs> I have made some cocktails that didn't taste great, just going purely off of aesthetic. But um I think this is kind of the opposite to that. The aesthetic wasn't quite what I wanted it to be, but it still tastes good. Like this is something that I would feel pretty comfortable ordering in a bar. I'm like, I'll drink that. I could drink this all night, I would say. You know what? I think Next time I'm back, when we now on our next Hell Week, I'm going to try and make one of the cocktails. Cool, I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that has to drive home, so sure, let's do, let's right. do it. <laughs> and if one of us, if one of us knows alcohol, it's, prob- it's probably me. Yeah, <laughs> I am not the uh, the resident expert when it comes. I just like to mix drinks. So <laughs> you're like that kid that plays with like the shampoo and conditioner in the shower. I was like, I'm making potions. Yeah, yeah, that is literally me. <laughs> <laughs> so as we said, we did go watch Thor: Love and Thunder last night. So we're obviously here to talk about that today. And when I say last night, by the time this episode releases, this is uh, last Friday. So oh. this is um we are we're doing next day reactions here. So we haven't we've seen it once. Well, I've seen it once. You've only seen it once, right? I have only seen it once. Yeah. So this is this is instant reactions. This is hot takes only. We haven't really had a lot of time to process. So we're gonna just dive right in. We'll quickly quickly shoot through the plot. Obviously, spoiler warnings for those at home who haven't seen Thor. I would also question. If you haven't seen Thor, why you're listening to this podcast? Hey, don't don't do that. But look, look, you know, 
please listen. <laughs> don't don't go away. Like stay and listen. But you know, why haven't you watched the movie yet? Yeah, no. Spoil it for yourself, and then you can. When you see the movie, you can figure out how accurate we are. There you go. And then you can go in with no expectations. That's right. No expectations means nothing can be bad. (laughs) (laughs) Not that it's bad, Rick. We'll see. We'll talk about it. So, (laughs) So, all right, let's dive into the plot. So we start off with Gore the God Butcher, who's not quite the God Butcher just yet, but he's struggling on his own planet that is pretty much just a gigantic desert by the looks of it. Unfortunately, his young daughter passes away. Just, I'm guessing, dies of like thirst, dehydration, starvation, like the whole works. Just famine. Yeah, not great. Not not fantastic opening scenes. Gore then finds a little oasis in the desert after his after his daughter passes away. Or you know what, fortuitous timing, which is inhabited by gods, and he realizes that the gods do not care about the people. They don't care about the little people. You and I. They don't care about us. So he takes up the Necro Sword, which is a weapon specifically made to kill gods, and starts killing gods. That's kind. Of <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like that's the premise. Uh, Thor, who is somewhere else, is off adventuring with the Guardians of the Galaxy at the time, having a lot of fun. I didn't realise of... that Sean Gunn was chilling with them now. Which one's Sean Gunn? Craglin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. From um, yeah, he was in there in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, but he wasn't there in Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, that's Infinity true. War. He wasn't in Endgame or Infinity War. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Interesting. He was kind of just like on hiatus. Yeah, he was having a break. He was <laughs> marrying one of his many wives, apparently. That was so funny. <laughs> what did we say? Not to marry. Yeah, yeah man. can't marry someone on every planet. <laughs> So he's, um... It's a strat, though. <laughs> it's a str- like, look, it's not a good strat, but if you're about polygamy, having a wife on every planet when you're like, yeah, inter- I mean, when you're an interstellar traveler, that's clever. Good on him. Good for, for Kraken, you know? Hey, what do you think about it? Probably the richest guy on the team. He has a house. <laughs> a house on Shared every- assets. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so Thor's, Thor's exploring with the Guardians, having, having numerous different adventures. We then, um, he finds out that Gore is doing his god butchering, which leads him back to Asgard. And back in Asgard, Gore has arrived. So we have a little bit of a battle in New Asgard on Earth. Gore steals the kids, the kids of Asgard, and then runs away. And that is kind of the, I guess, the catalyst for the rest of the film from there. It's, it's we've got to get Gore. We've got to stop Gore from doing whatever it is that he's doing. Uh, we travel to Omnipotent City, where we meet all of the other gods with... Thor and Jane Foster, Lady Thor, the Mighty Thor, who is now is now with cancer, stage four cancer, but is healthy when she has Mjolnir, I guess. So not not suffering under the effects of the cancer while she is in control of Mjolnir, but as soon as she puts down Mjolnir, it's uh, it's not good news for Jane. But it gets worse as well. Yeah, so that's actually something which comes from the comics. We'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. But yeah, so they travel to Omnipotent City. Thor, Lady Thor, Jane Foster, Korg. Good old Korg's back for another round. And King Valkyrie. They don't get any help from the gods in Omnipotent City. And from there, they decide that they're going to do it themselves. Thor actually ends up half-killing Zeus and stealing his weapon. They travel to the Shadow Realm to fight Gore, where... It doesn't go super well for them. Valkyrie ends up getting stabbed. She doesn't die, luckily, but she gets stabbed. 
So they have to make a quick escape. Gore still has the kids with him. They discover that Gore's plan is to make it to eternity, where apparently the first person that makes it to eternity can make a wish. And we're all under the impression that the the wish (laughs) that Gore is going to make is to get rid of all of the gods because that is his lifelong mission at this point in time. Thor ends up losing Stormbreaker to Gore, which turns out to be the key to enter the door into eternity. Thor takes uh, Valkyrie and Jane back to Asgard. New Asgard. New Asgard. Valkyrie has to get patched up after getting stabbed and Jane has to attend to her cancer. After that, Thor decides that he's going to go take on Gore by himself. He leaves Jane behind and asks her not to come with him because essentially her becoming Thor is killing her. Stopping the treatment from it's, working. It's stopping the treatment from working. So he travels to uh, travels to eternity by himself to take on Gore. He powers up the kids, which I thought was pretty cool. Gives the gives the kids for a limited time only the powers of Thor, and they wage war against the the shadow creatures, the black berserkers. And he ends up taking on Gore. It's not going super well for Thor though. Yeah, the kids are doing fine. The kids are fine. Yeah, yeah, but. Thor is getting his ass kicked a little bit by the end of this, but luckily Jane, well, lucky for Thor, Jane didn't listen to him. She's picked up Mjolnir and she's made her way through to the the gateway to eternity as well. Battle ensues there. They do end up defeating Gore, but not before he's able to sneak his way in through the gateway into eternity to make his wish. So they all end up in this I don't know what to call it. It's just a empty space filled with water, I suppose with Eternity just sitting there. Eternity is a living being in the Marvel Universe. He's just kind of like made up of the cosmos. He's an immensely powerful being, one of the most powerful beings in Marvel continuity. And Jane and Thor are able to convince Gore, instead of wishing for the death of all gods, to wish for love instead, to go for love instead of war. And he wishes to bring back his daughter. Gore dies from the the curse of the Necrosword. His daughter comes back to life which is then followed by Jane's death. <laughs> Very sad. A lot of death here. And then we close with Thor becoming Uncle Thor and essentially raising Gore's daughter by himself. Is that it? I, did I miss anything? Uh, nothing, There's a lot. There's nothing, a lot to go through. You didn't, but you didn't miss any like plot ma- Anything points. major. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot. This movie has a lot packed into it. And it's, it's one of the shorter Marvel movies to come out for quite some time. So... It's, it's hard to kind of like, I'm rattling this through off my head at the moment. So it's hard to kind of pinpoint everything that happened, but it is, there is a lot. There's a lot that's jam-packed into this movie. I want to go to you th- first because you haven't read the comics that this is based off of. You're right. So I wanted to get your opinion of this, of this movie without that, I guess, without that kind of expectation already in your head. So what did you think of Thor Love and Thunder? I thought... That Thor Love and Thunder was a very fun movie, very funny movie. I thought it was done pretty well. But it's just like, because you knew it was Taika directing again, you're expecting a Taika film like Ragnarok. Yeah. And it just, it didn't, it didn't feel as, well, it wasn't as original as Ragnarok because, you know, obviously Ragnarok's already out. He's kind of just doing it again, but. Um, but more? But more, yeah. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like Taika's movies are always really good because they're very minimal. He doesn't do blockbuster films, really. You know, he might act in them, but he doesn't direct them. But as far as the story of it goes, I, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it much more than I enjoyed Doctor Strange. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, like I said, it just doesn't. It wasn't as good as Ragnarok. But yeah, there was there was so many di- like like you said, it was packed full. So it was like there's so many different things for you to enjoy in that movie. Like when Jane Foster rocks up with Mjolnir and Thor's kind of pining over Mjolnir more than he is over Jane. Yeah. And yeah. then Stormbreaker's <laughs> kind of just like jealous, like a jealous girlfriend <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> It was really funny, and Hill is just like, "Oh no, 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 no!" That's like, I was just like, he tries calling Mjolnir. Yeah, and Storm, oh, I was just and, calling and, you. Yeah, and Stormbreaker <laughs> rocks up, and he's just like, "Yeah, I was just just calling you." It's so, <laughs> so good to see you. Yeah, it had a lot of. Um, it was a very light-hearted film. Yeah, very funny to me. <laughs> I I feel like it was a bit too much. Like I think it got a little bit messy at points, and I think. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think there was just too many jokes. For me, like, again, I, I love Ragnarok. I think Ragnarok is one of the best Marvel films made. S tier, baby. Obviously, yeah, we put it in our S tier when we did our tier list. But it was just, like, Ragnarok to me was that perfect blend of Thor is still dealing with shit, but it's also, like, there's that humor on the side. Whereas this is more like, it's all humor. And then yeah, Thor, and then Thor, Thor like, dealing with Thor shit is like thrown in. Jokes. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Chris Hemsworth is, like, I feel like that's his jam. Like, yeah. being... A goofball and being funny and just being a bit of a dork but at the same time like he is also the god of thunder and one of the most powerful characters in the mcu so it's kind of like well can we give him a little bit of respect here instead of just playing him off as this dumb chad bro um <laughs> so yeah i don't know it was the whole the whole vibe of the film i was saying this to cora as we left she asked me you know did you like it what did you think and i had to sort of think about it for a while because i enjoyed it like i think for what it is it's kind of just a this, and this is going to sound like it's a criticism, but it's not. It's just kind of like big and dumb. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's. I think it's one of those movies where you're supposed to just kind of switch off and watch it and just laugh at the screaming goats and not necessarily think too much about the movie. But then at the same time, we have a podcast where we talk about the movie. So <laughs> I kind of have to think about it a little bit here. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that Tyker kind of just went like, well, they like what I do. So I'm going to do what I really do and just take the living piss out of it. Yeah. And I feel like that was probably a little bit too much. And I don't know how much oversight Tyker had at this point. It Be- felt like not much. No, it felt like they were just like, you know what? Ragnarok was great. You know, just go for it. And he's just done whatever the fuck he wanted to yeah. without having Kevin Feige kind of looking over his shoulder and being like, oh, maybe we can dial that back a little bit. And I don't know if that is that, you know, the the MCU and their producers and whatnot are too busy with other productions and they just had that faith in Taika. But I feel like, like, I, I think it's great that directors are getting the opportunity to stamp their mark on these products now. Same as, you know, um, we Russo, talked about it with Russo brothers, the Sam, Russo brothers. We Sam talked about Raimi. it with Sam Raimi, with, um, yeah, Doctor Strange. It's just, it feels, I think, I just think he went a little bit overboard, personally. Oh, no, he absolutely did. But, like, it's, yeah, it was more of a fun movie than it was, like, a, a story movie. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, I, I, I know that that's, that's a movie that I can probably just chuck on whenever. When I get it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people have, like, a, a TV series that they can stream anytime, all the time. Yeah. Um, it's not, like, necessarily, like, their favorite show, but it's just, like, one that 
that they know is not shit, but it's just like kind of fun. Yeah, I feel like, like it's one of those things that you'll put on in the background yeah, and you'll exactly. sit there on your phone or you'll, you know, talk to your talk to the girlfriend or whatever it is. Like you won't necessarily pay attention to it and you'll yeah. look up every now and then and have a chuckle because there is a joke a second in this movie. Every single line is delivered as it's supposed to be a joke. And I got a little bit fatigued by that. I don't know. I don't know about you. Like I felt like it was trying too hard to be funny. No, I get what you're saying. I feel like I might have felt that way, but just not know how to describe it. Yeah. Because I was definitely, while I was watching it, I was like, there's something off about this film. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not like that it's bad. It's just like, it might just be too much of something. Yeah. And I feel like because of that, it didn't, it didn't draw me in like I was expecting it to. And I mean, you just said that you'd probably put it above Doctor Strange. I think I would probably put this one behind Doctor Strange. Really? Like currently for me at the moment, phase four, it'll be Spider-Man, obviously at the top, and then probably Doctor Strange and then this afterwards, because I think that this is a more enjoyable watch. Oh, it'd probably actually like, I'd have it pretty close to Shang-Chi, to be honest. So... Well, you didn't like Shang-Chi? No, I like Shang-Chi. I'm saying like, this would be kind of like year, year three or four up there with Shang-Chi. Yeah, okay. Better than Eternals and better than Black Widow. Yeah. So I don't know, like it just, it didn't draw me in like I was expecting it to. And the reason that I wanted you to kind of go first and give your thoughts of like what you thought of it all was that because I've read the comics, I felt like maybe I've come into this a little bit tainted. Like I've read the Gore the God Butcher run and it's an incredible run. Like it is such a good comic series that if anybody's interested in reading comics and they haven't read that, I would go and pick it up. And it's to me, Gore is one of Thor's most important villains. And I just... As good as Gore was in this, I also didn't get that sense. Like, I feel like Gore's not going to have the lasting impact on Thor like he did in the comics. And I don't know. It just, like, it didn't feel... I feel like it didn't feel as important. Yeah, well, what, what, uh, in the comics, what is it? Gore, Gore says that, you know, the gods are all, like, selfish or whatever. And then Thor's like, no, I don't. And then, was it Nick Fury has, like, the Watcher or whatever in him? Yeah, then, yeah, so goes, that's um, that's part goes, of the original sin. Yeah, arc. original sin, and then he tells Thor, like, Gore was right. Yeah. And then that's when Gore, uh, Thor becomes unworthy of Mjolnir. And, that, and that's what I mean by, like, the Gore's impact on Thor in the comics world is massive. Is that, yeah, he has this huge run with Gore. I think it was the entire, the entire run of, like, the entire Jason Aaron run with Gore the God, which was about two years long. So it's not a short comic series, but it's like, it's phenomenal. And it spans an entire lifetime when I don't want to spoil too much of it. Cause it is a great read, but Thor, there's a little bit of like time travel nonsense in it, but there's three different Thors that end up fighting Gore. And there's like current comic books, Thor, there's old King Thor when he takes over Asgard and there's young Thor before he be, has become worthy of wielding Mjolnir and all three of them end up fighting Gore together at the end so it's kind of like he's been battling this demon his entire life and then yeah obviously he's kind of learning those lessons along the way and doubting the gods and it has this huge impact on on him mentally and then yeah as you said in original sin nick fury ends up getting the eye of the watcher and he whispers to thor at the end of original sin that gore was right and because fury says that to thor thor believes it essentially and becomes unworthy and he can't he can't wield Mjolnir anymore and then there's a comic run after that of the unworthy Thor but that's also where Jane Foster comes from that's well not that's not where she comes from but that's where she becomes the mighty Thor yeah I just feel like that that would have been pretty cool thing for them to use I um but they just kind of 
let Thor figure out for himself that the gods aren't really that cool. Yeah, and I don't even know if I felt that. Like, I feel like I didn't feel the weight of that enough. And I think that's one of my biggest gripes with this movie is that it didn't seem emotionally weighty enough for me. And I feel like maybe I'm a little bit spoiled because, you know, we've just had, like, we've been dealing with all this trauma in the MCU with Moon Knight and, <laughs> like, we're spending a lot of time with characters and dealing with their grief. And this was kind of like... I don't know. I feel like, and I, I don't know how you feel about this. We haven't really talked about it yet, but I feel like it didn't really deal with Thor's grief and his struggles. It was all just kind of like wrapped up in the Jane Foster package of like, oh, he's just, he doesn't have love and that's it. But, you know, he's also lost his entire family. And like, he's, the reason why he's traveling with the Guardians is because he doesn't know who he is anymore. And I feel like that would have been a really good avenue to make him like question being a god a little bit more like he doesn't know who he is and now the gods are being really bad and we get a little bit of that but i feel like that's not the main crux of the film yeah no i know what you mean well let's let's talk about the the characters that we see so we'll run run through them bit by bit so let's start off with jane foster let's start with the mighty thor what what did you think of jane i thought she was great i liked how you know obviously when you first see her it's jane at the hospital you know Stage four cancer, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the next time she's on the screen, she's powered up as Thor. Yeah. So you know that there's two sides to the coin. But when she's Thor, she's just like having like a great time. She's like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like, she's kind of like can't believe what's going on. But she's just out there kicking ass and like doing it well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Workshopping, uh, workshopping catchphrases. Yeah. She's, 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 <laughs> she kind of reminded me of like, homecoming spider-man yeah you know what i mean like she's kind of just like really excited to new to the powers yeah and... like oh my god i can't believe this is happening like yeah i'm gonna have like a really cool line and like yeah. <laughs> you know i'm gonna like beat up the bad guys you know it's just like real kid in a candy shop type thing yeah yeah and i was like that's really exciting to watch it's really funny and just like just kind of pure good positive vibes yeah because then obviously you have like thor and valkyrie that have just been around for long and they're just yeah. kind of like yeah she's uh <laughs> she's working it out she's she's got some work <laughs> she's figuring it out yeah i i liked it i like like natalie portman is obviously a great actor actress actor actress it's the same thing man it's not the same it thing. is the same thing then why do they have actress it's 2022 man it's the same thing oh my god <laughs> get with the times jesus christ you misogynist <laughs> they have a word for it but your but your misogyny aside let's uh what did you oh what did, my god <laughs> what did you think of her made like, a mistake what did you think of her arc did you did you like the way that it kind of all played out i did i just felt like it was very rushed you know what I mean? Like it just happened very quick. I know it was, like you said, it was a short film and they introduced her character, this film, you know, like as in the character of Mighty Thor. Yeah. So she was introduced and ended in the one film. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I'm going to go back to the comics again, but in the comics. So, and they, they obviously, they kind of like half mentioned this here, but essentially her becoming Thor is killing her quicker. So she's, as I said, uh, diagnosed with stage four cancer and undergoing chemo treatment. In the comics, every time she undergoes chemo, you know, there, there's those chemicals, those toxins in her body. When she becomes the mighty Thor, when she takes up Mjolnir, that actually purges her of all toxins in her body. So essentially what it does is it eradicates all of the chemo. So she's never getting treated, 
Whereas I think in the movies, they said that like the stress of becoming Thor is um, increasing the speed of which it's kind of like happening, I guess. Like she's not, doesn't have the strength to kind of deal with it at the moment because it takes too much about out of her becoming Thor. But I would have liked to probably spend a bit more time with her. I feel like we introduced a character that would have been interesting going forwards, but then she only lasted one movie. Yeah. I really thought that for some reason, Gore was going to like help her out at eternity. You were, uh, so Cora said the same thing of like, Oh, I like, I, I, at first I thought that maybe he was going to like, wish that she'd be okay. Like wish that she didn't have cancer. Well, I, I initially, I thought that Thor was going to get through there first. Yeah. So, okay. so the yeah. wish would have been his like, and then, you know, he could have saved Jane or whatever. But yeah. was, once Gore got through and they were just trying to change his mind, I was like, okay, he's not going to help Jane, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That was, would have been was, a real big turn if Gore was then like, you know what, I'm going to save the love of your life, Thor. Don't worry about it. She's not going to have cancer. And I, you know, I, I know I've just spent like the best part of my life killing gods and also just trying to kill you right now. But yeah, let me save you. Let me save your girlfriend. That would have been a big turn. <laughs> yeah, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made any sense. I, I don't think I would have accepted that if that was to happen, to be honest. Like when they're saying like, oh, choose love, choose love. But it's like, yeah, I choose love. And by that, I mean, I choose your love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take Jane. Thank you. <laughs> I saved her life. She's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. Yeah, I, I would not have been on board with that. I That like begs a bigger question that if Thor was the first one to go through there, do you think it's a selfish wish to just wish that his girlfriend is cured of cancer? Like, Eternity is able to do anything, essentially. Like, can grant any wish. Do you think it would have been selfish if you were just like, oh, can you please cure this one person of cancer? Or do you reckon it would be like, oh, you'd have to eradicate. Like, to feel good about that, you'd have to eradicate all the cancer in the world, right? Yeah, you, but that's that's just, that's a two for one, you know? Yeah, Jane's, exactly. Jane's saved and then there's also no more cancer. It has to be more than just like, oh, can you please cure Jane? Because if it's just cure Jane, like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> there's other people that have cancer, you know? Yeah, but they're not Thor's girlfriend. <laughs> they're not as important. That's right. Yeah, no, that's Were rough. they Padme that's in the rough. prequels? <laughs> did you hear, did you hear that Taika Taika Waititi, who you know directed this film, as we've already talked about, is directing Star Wars movies? There's some Star Wars movies coming up. You know that, right? Which movie? Well, it hasn't been announced. There's no like name or anything like that. But he's doing three movies. I think he's doing a trilogy. Well, it hasn't been announced, and they announced like twenty different things at Star Wars celebrations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus but did you know? Christ. He asked Natalie Portman to be in Star Wars because he forgot that she was already in Star Wars. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, obviously, Taika really likes working with Natalie Portman, but just completely forgot that she was already in Star Wars. <laughs> That's so funny. It's not like she didn't play a big part or anything. Well, <laughs> you know, it just depends on your definition of big. Yeah, well, maybe underutilized, <laughs> poorly dialogued, <laughs> poorly written. Yeah, even in the Clone Wars, she was average all the way. Average? Yeah. Even in the Geonosis Arena? Oh, in the series, mate. No, you said in the oh in the Clone Wars. Sorry, I thought you were, I thought you were talking about the attack, attack of the clones. clones? Yeah, yeah, no, okay. that's not what I said, yeah. Rick. Well, that wasn't Natalie Portman. I know, I was talking about Padme. Oh, okay, all right, we're talking about two different things. Jesus, Rick, <laughs> can you actually just listen to me? For well, we're once? talking about Natalie Portman, and who then plays just like, a character? Yeah, in Star. Yeah, exactly. So you talk no. about Padme that's not being played by Natalie Portman. Oh, listen, shut up. No. <laughs> Fine, I'll shut up and you can do the rest of the podcast by yourself. 
Ah, you hear that, people? <laughs> it's our time. <laughs> Nothing more fucking whatever he is. I don't, even, I don't even know how to talk about you. I try to describe you to people when I'm venting. I was like, he's just a big ball. Why are you venting about me? <laughs> that, that Obi-Wan conversation. That's really, still, really, well, really. this is like three episodes away at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like been two days for us. Festering, just festering. <laughs> <sighs> Look, let's not go back into that conversation and derail another podcast. So, all right. We liked Natalie Portman. I think that's safe to say. We like Natalie Portman. Yes. All right, let's move on to Gore. <laughs> what did you think of Gore? Gore just gave me the creeps. You know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> yeah. was, like he didn't even seem that, like I know he was like trying to kill all the gods, but it was kind of like, I wasn't like getting, an, he didn't give me like evil vibe. You know what I mean? He was just kind of like damaged man. Yeah. Kind of like, and like corrupted by swords. So I was, I was kind of more sympathetic. It's kind of like he's he's broken yeah. to the point that like he's kind of lost his grip a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, then when he's like hanging out with like the kids that he's kidnapped, I was like, yeah, all right, boy, what, why am I getting like it vibes from this dude? Yeah, yeah, big Pennywise vibes. Yeah, I yeah. was just like, God, stop it, please. And he's like smiling and he's like, yeah. I was like, bro, <laughs> why do I... Why is my skin crawling? Fuck yeah. you. I hate this. So I <laughs> I I liked it. I have to compartmentalize it though. Because again, and it, I think this is more on me than anything else, that coming in with the expectations of gore from the comics, I it took me a little while to adjust to it because it's not what gore is like in the comics. Like my the way that I always perceived gore in the comics was that he was always kind of in control. Like clearly a madman because he's butchering gods, but also like an artist in the way that he's doing it and just kind of like completely in control at all times. Like Thor, he's not even phased by Thor. You know, one of the most powerful gods in the universe. He's just not phased. And it just seemed that like he was in the movies, he was kind of like a man on the edge a little bit. Yeah. Of just like, oh, I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, like I'm killing gods because I'm crazy and I'm corrupted by the sword. Whereas, and that's another thing that I didn't really like about it is that him being corrupted by the sword kind of takes away the agency that he's made this decision. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of like, and that was, I did a little bit of reading after after watching the movie of like, oh, what about what are other people saying about it? And there was somebody saying that it was noticeable that Gore became a much nicer person once the sword was broken and he didn't have that corruption anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, that's, I don't like that. I don't like that because that kind of makes Gore not the villain. It makes the sword the villain and Gore's just kind of a pawn in the sword's world, I yeah. suppose. So I, I kind of had a little bit of a problem with that. That being said, Christian Bale's performance is great. What they're going for, he absolutely nails it. It's just, I think it kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting it to be that way. Yeah, Batman did it different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also, and I know I brought this up when we talked about the trailer before as well. I st- I'm still not rocking with the look. I I don't <laughs> like the look of of, of Gore. Wait, does he not just give you the, the vibe of a malnourished Drax? Do you know what he looks like to me? Deadpool? No. Damn it. Uncle Fester from the Adams family, who's been on like a week long bender. Nah, he reminded me of X Men Origins Deadpool. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you said Deadpool, I was like, no, what, if, what the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, the the bad Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I I just I was having this conversation previously as well of just I didn't like 
that he's just like basically just looks like a human with a shaved head yeah. and like you know some some face painting some face tattoos which i really like the idea of gore being an alien which obviously he is in this movie but it's it's, it's hard to see that because he is just a human but the idea of gore looking alien so that we can kind of differentiate that a little bit and i know that that's kind of me not reading into the subtleties but i like that of you know gore not having a nose and having the head tentacles it looks like for one it looks sinister like he looks evil but also it kind of differentiates that he's not like oh all of these human gods and this is a solely a thor-centric problem is that this is a universal issue that he's going around killing gods from everywhere that like having it portrayed as an alien instead of a human i think drove that point home a little bit more yeah okay i get what you're saying but that's like i said like portrayed really really well it's just i think and again i accept responsibility for this because this is me building up those expectations myself but i would have liked to see it a little bit more alieny and a bit more a bit less crazy evil and a bit more like well thought out yeah sinister. like kind of focused evil. yeah yeah like he's got a goal he hasn't he has an ambition and and less of that that Pennywise similar to Thanos in the way that he was just like yeah like meticulous yeah 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 that's exactly kind of what I was that's what I was expecting and that's not to say that what we got was bad but it was just not what I was expecting I guess yeah okay all right so let's talk about the titular character what we all came here to talk about Thor did you like this portrayal of Thor I did but like like you said it was just like a lot of joking yeah I think I would have liked this Thor in like an Avengers movie, you know what I mean? Where other characters are kind of taking lead and he's just there. Yeah, and he's got a Captain America to be like yeah. the, the the stoic, sensible one. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. when he's like supposed to be... The main focus. The main focus and all he is is jokes. Like even in his serious moments, he's joking. Yeah. It kind of just takes away from it. I don't think there was a single joke he made where I was, where I was like, oh, another joke really? But I was kind of just like... It, it doesn't, it, it didn't capture you, you know what I mean? Like, because you're kind of just like listening to the jokes. You're not really following along. Yeah. And it gets to the point as well where like the jokes aren't bad, but you're hearing joke after joke after joke. And at the end of it, instead of like laughing in the cinemas, I'm kind of just like, like exhaling out my nose really hard, you know, like yeah, yeah. I'm not laughing hard anymore. Like, haha, this is so funny. Like I'm tired of the jokes and I'm looking to see the character, I suppose, at this point. So I like the look. I liked the look of Thor. Um, yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you did. On Omnipotent City, you probably fainted. Yeah, yeah, I was fanning myself. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm waiting for the deleted scene where they show the front, <laughs> clutching my pearls, sitting in the cinema. Oh my! <laughs> no, I, I liked the um, I liked the battle armor. I thought that was cool. Like, if not a little bit over the top, but then that was also kind of the point of it. Was he saw the new Thor and he gave himself kind of the upgrade when he saw her. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I, I'm on the same boat. Like I, it was just too many jokes and I feel like it didn't deal enough with Thor as a person as and like his growth. And I'm wondering if that's because like, this is the first time that we've had a fourth movie in a, in a, in a series for a, for a like standalone character. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they're maybe tired of doing Thor movies. But then I also think, well, Tyke has only done the one before this. So maybe not. Yeah, if we can just somehow boycott 
Dark World. Yeah, just remove that one from the trilogy. Yeah, and then make it an actual trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I have mixed feelings about Thor. He obviously he's one of my favorite characters. He up until this point has been my favorite character in the MCU, and I'm not going to say that this bumped him down or anything like that. That's what it sounds like. But it's just again, I guess like maybe I need to temper my expectations as well. Again, because. I just, I guess, I just expected more from Thor than just the jokes. <laughs> that <laughs> now, in saying that, I still think that Thor is his power set is the coolest on screen. Like the lightning, you know, him jumping around, shooting lightning bolts, and the lightning snaking between like the shadow creatures, that kind of thing. I think that out of all of the MCU looks the coolest on the screen. I mean, yeah. Who else would you really compare it to? Because only person I can think of that has really cool visual effect fighting is Doctor Strange. Yeah. And that's for some, that just doesn't like tickle my lizard brain as much as like cool lightning. <laughs> the, the scene on the shadow in the shadow realm. Oh, that was so cool. That was dope. Like that was cool. Like that was me. What like watching that, the that animation changed though. Did you notice that? Like when, um, on that, like in the, the shadow world or whatever, the shadow realm, yeah. Shadow realm. When Thor's fighting Gore and then Valkyrie and Jane are fighting the shadow monster. If you say it all went black and white. What? Is that what you're going to say? No, no, no. Okay. I was going to say, yes, dude, that was. <laughs> no, because like when they when they were fighting the shadow monsters, like it was all black. We could just see the shapes. And then like when they clashed, the colors would come out. Yeah. I was like, that was really cool. Yeah. It's very stylized. It was almost like, like everything got toned down to the max. It reminded me a little bit of like the 300. Yeah, like that's that, exactly, that, that kind was, of vibe. Yeah, that was exactly what it was like. Which was really cool. Like that, like I said, it really tickled my lizard brain. It's very like, cinematic. Yeah, it was good. Like that looked sick. And that's what I mean. Like Thor's powers look incredible on the screen. And yeah, in the shadow realm, I think that just really like boosted that up as well. Like I love when Thor goes full God and his eyes turn blue and there's just lightning going everywhere. And that's like the simplest thing to ask for because he's Thor, the God of Thunder. But... Yeah, not the god it. of hammers. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like, yeah, Zeus, the god of lightning, shitting on Thor because isn't thunder just the sound that lightning makes? What a jerk. I loved him. <laughs> Thunderbolt! Yeah, yeah, the theatrics. Just Rus- Russell Crowe just having the time of his life, hey? <laughs> like just yeah, absolutely Chris- Christian- living it up. Christian Bale came and he was being like all like creepy and fucking sinister and shit. Yeah. Russell Crowe's literally just like, hey, check this out. Watch, watch, watch me have fun. I feel the same about Matt Damon and um and Chris Hemsworth, brother. Yeah, Luke Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. And then even and um, Sam Neill. Sam Neill, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I reckon the four I reckon probably the four of them as side characters all had like the best time. Yeah. Yeah, no. That, <laughs> I, every time I see that, it's so funny to me that they've got Matt Damon, who is like an A-list celebrity, just playing a bad actor and <laughs> so, spraying the water in his eyes. Like, yeah, good times. Like, honestly, funny. <laughs> like, I've, I've railed a little bit on the jokes, like too many jokes, but those those parts were really good. <laughs> yeah, well, then- <laughs> like it's uh, like sometimes a lot of the jokes like it was like the movie was full of jokes but there's different types of jokes there's jokes where it's like it's a spoken joke and then there's jokes where it's like you know you just see something something's and, happening yeah. yeah something's happening and it's just funny like matt damon being a shit actor yeah <laughs> well 
What did you? And Melissa McCarthy being hella. hella. Oh. I can't stand Melissa McCarthy. I pissed myself laughing. That, when yeah, she that was up. good. I, I was did just like, like that. damn, that is so <laughs> funny. Because I, for a second, I was just like, man, imagine if I actually just got Kate Blanchett to come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you? I I have a question about like talking about the jokes and the humor that's in it. What did you think of the goats? Oh, they were annoying by the end. Yeah, yeah. The first time they came out, funny, laughed. And then the second time, it's like, ha chuckle. And then after, it's like, fuck, are we going to listen to these goats scream every single time they're on screen? I can't take this anymore. Yeah. It no. was just, I think that was like the classic example of, well, that and the fact that they had the god of bow. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, to me, that was just like, that was Taika just doing too much. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I saw that and I was like, that's so stupid. Like it doesn't add anything, but it's just like a funny side thing. Cause like, yeah, or like all the other gods were like, you know, kind of legit. And then, then the sound was like, yeah, it's the God of Bow. Yeah. God of dumplings. I don't know. I don't know. I still have mixed feelings about it. I think just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what else to say except that like, it got, yeah, it, it didn't hit for me. I think it didn't hit for me. And it was just. I feel like it just needed one of the producers just to kind of provide a little bit more oversight. It's like, okay, maybe this is a bit too much. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people really love it and they think the jokes are great, but it was I mean, just... I thought the jokes were great, but it just took away from the overall story of it. It was just a bit much. Like, it was just a little bit too much for me. I am going to watch that movie the second it comes out on Disney Plus, though. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, what am I? Like, crazy? Like, of course I'm going to watch it again. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's and like I feel like I need to give it a second chance as well and come in with, I guess, tempered expectations. And, like, maybe I am being too harsh on it because of what I expected due to the comics. But coming out of it last night, I, I said to Corey, like, I actually think I enjoyed the, reading the comics more than watching that film. Yeah, well, like, to be fair... I don't think I've watched a movie, an MCU film, that's been based on a comic run that I've read that I thought was better than the comic. Like, I mean, especially like Civil War. Yeah. That's yeah. like one of the best comic arcs. It, and it's read. like, it's huge. And it's massive. Epic scale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's, and like, it's genuinely got compelling story arcs through it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's like, it affects the entire MC, like the entire uh, 616 universe. Yeah. You know, it affects Spider-Man, Iron Man, you know, Fantastic Four, Black Panther, all of them. And then you got Captain America Civil War, which was not a bad movie, but it wasn't as it wasn't anywhere near as good as the comic. No, it didn't reach the heights. I guess it's hard for them to put things onto film that they can put into paper. And I've I've personally never really had a problem with it myself up until this point. Like this is the first time. Just, I think it might be because it's probably the first time that you've read an arc that you've liked so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked Civil War, but I felt like, I don't know, I feel like this emotionally, I, I, I guess I just really, I really, really do like the, the God Butcher run in the Thor, Thor comics. And it just, it didn't live up to the hype that I had in my head, I suppose. And that's on, like, that's partially on me as well. So like I said, I, I'm keen to watch it again with an unbiased opinion of knowing what's going to happen going in. But I want to, like, before we move off of the characters, I just wanted to touch on Thor what did you think of single dad Thor at the end? <laughs> I loved it. I was just like, man, I want to be your kid. It's just Chris Hemsworth is just so lovable. Like he's just such a likable guy. And it's it's so hard when he's not on screen 
to be smiling. Like, it's just like, yeah, he's just having fun. And I love that for him. That's great. I could watch, like, a Truman show of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just going about his daily life. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. I could definitely do that. Yeah. It'd be fascinating. I'd watch it. And then you'd have the, what, the, the Hemsworth show after dark when he's, like, showering and spending time with his wife and... Well, you don't get to see that. And no, 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 no. That's that's not on primetime TV, man. That's the after hours stuff. <laughs> well, we have different shows in mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm getting mine off of Red Tube. <laughs> I, I need to see how Chris Hemsworth does it. <laughs> with a notepad, <laughs> yeah. taking pointers. Step one: be in prime physical form. Yeah. <laughs> be a literal god amongst men. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I thought it was funny. I, I did like the the Hemsworth, or sorry, not the Hemsworth, the the Thor dad, dad arc at the end. I thought that was cute. Uncle Thor. I found it weird that he just adopted Gore's daughter though. And oh yeah, no, hundred percent. But like, also, they were like, yeah, she won't be alone. And I thought that was them saying like together that they'll take care of her. But then Jane, Jane died. dies. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like. So, so Thor's raising her. Okay, yeah, it was it was bizarre to me, and this is I think like I have a feeling I have no idea because I wasn't in the writing writers board, but they were just like throwing ideas out there and just cramming things in. This was like at the start, I said I felt like it was a bit messy, like there was a lot going on, there was too much happening at once. The this idea of Thor being a single dad was just kind of something that someone threw out one day, and Taika went, "That's hilarious. Let's put that in there." <laughs> Like, I wouldn't put it past them, to be honest, but it left me with questions coming out of the cinema, like, okay, so what happens next? Because obviously you see the credits and it's, Thor will return. It's like, okay, how though? Because he's got a daughter now. Is he? Is the daughter going to be joining the Young Avengers? Like, what's happening here? Nah, she's at New Asgard daycare. Yeah, yeah. When he's off saving the world, he just puts her in daycare while she's shooting out laser beams from her eyes. Yeah, she'll just hang out with... um. Axel Heimdall's son. Axel, yeah. Axel slash Astrid. That's the one. Yeah. Astrid's a girl's name. Is it? Well, I only know that name from How to Train Your Dragons. Yeah, okay. I got it confused with um, Asterix, and, like Asterix and Obelix, <laughs> the comics there. I was like, oh, no, that's that's a classic Viking name. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if They're it's a girl's Vikings, name They're not Vikings, Rick. Hey? They're not Vikings. Astrid, no, Asterix and Obelix? Yeah. What are they? They're um, Gauls. Are they? Yeah. Oh. I've never read the comics. <laughs> what? I thought they were Vikings. What the f- You never read Asterix and Obelix? I mean, only in the, like, the Sunday Times in their little, like, the one-page comic section that oh, they've got in the newspaper. Oh, my God. I, I genuinely thought that they were Vikings. I'm fairly sure that that was, like, the first. I'm going to Google this. One second. I'm going to Google this. A few moments later... Uh, I googled it. Yeah, you're right. They're Gaulish warriors. I know. Yeah, I know. Sorry, this is what I said. Um, <laughs> I had to double check. They have pointed helmets, so I just assumed that they were Vikings. Yeah, but they're not horns. They're wings. Well, excuse the hell out of me for only reading good comics. That's such a statement. Though. <laughs> I, 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 fuck. Dude. It's well. Look, it's. I didn't spend a lot of time reading the Sunday Times comic strips, okay? Not once have I read that in a newspaper. <laughs> Not once. I don't know what to tell you. I don't I don't know anything about Asterix, Asterix and Obelix. 
This is, you guys are listening to the <laughs> the only pop culture podcast crumbling right now. <laughs> this is the schism that ends us. It's just that anytime, <laughs> anytime that I like something that Rick hasn't really taken part in, he'll just shit on it because it's like, well, obviously, if I don't like it, it's probably a waste of my time. So what? That's, yeah, exactly. Bro- broaden your horizons, mate. No, <laughs> I know what I like. <laughs> Uh, I am like the epitome of old man. It's just like, try something new. No. (laughs) There was too many jokes in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Look, don't get me started. All right. Don't get me started on things that I don't like. (laughs) We we talked before. I have like, there's one thing that I have in my life and it's my opinions and that's it. (laughs) Uh, Your poor wife. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, don't know how she puts up with me. I complain about everything all the time. I am, I'm not even kidding. I am the epitome of an old man. 30 years old, well, nearly 30 years old, and just the crustiest 30-year-old in the world. That's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, like... No, nah, that's actually gross. <laughs> I was nah, going to say nah, internally, nah. but I feel like that's also bad. Nah, you're, you're gross. <laughs> Figuratively crusty. That makes me sick. <laughs> Okay, let's. Uh, so we've done a bit of a brief rundown of like the three main characters of the film. I want to know. We haven't done this for a little while. We're going to get back into our MVPs of the movie. Who is your MVP? I think my MVP is probably going to be King Valkyrie. Okay. I just liked seeing where her character's taken off from um, Endgame. From just being an alcoholic on Sakaar? Oh, yeah. Well, from the start of Ragnarok, where she's an alcoholic... Um, what is she? Like a fucking... Like slave collector? Yeah, like a <laughs> like a bounty hunter, but shit. Yeah, but like worse because nobody's asking her to go pick these people up. She's just catching people yeah. and bringing them into fight. From that to badass warrior on the endgame battlefield to yeah. king of new Asgard. Yeah. In um, Thor Love and Thunder. And she's not loving the king business. Well, she's not loving it, but she's not hating it. No. She'd much rather be out in the fight, though. Well, yeah, because, like, all Vikings want to die in battle and go to Valhalla. Yeah. You know, even even the... Was Sif? Sif, yeah. <laughs> you have to die in battle. <laughs> Leave me to die here. I'll be in Valhalla. Uh, technically, no, you survived. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like Valkyrie. She was great. She, um, I think she was a really good, she was more, she was still more like a Ragnarok self where she progressed her part of the story, made jokes, but the jokes weren't more than her progression. Yeah. She's, she seems a bit more, um, balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's someone that the other characters can kind of play off. I, I like to think of her a bit of like connective tissue like she's kind of holds together a lot of like everybody's being silly and everyone's joking around. Jesus Christ, what are you, a surgeon? No, I'm just really good with my analogies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just really, really smart. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like she's kind of the one that sort of like, like holds the tone of the movie in place a little bit while everything else is just being outrageous around her. Yeah, well, Thor and Jane Foster's Thor are just being children. Yeah. And yeah. so she's just like, well, we have to do this. We have to do that. Yeah. You know, well, she is a king. So it's like, you yeah, know. you have to listen to her. Yeah. And then she's also just a beast on the fucking battlefield. Yeah. Just cutting fools up. Yeah. I and did then, like the, uh, when she was wielding the, the Thunderbolt. Oh yeah. 
and the gold, the gold in the shadow realm was kind of cool as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, my my MVP, and I feel like you know after I've been talking about how like <laughs> the jokes, like too much jokes, that this is kind of a bit of a wild one. But this is the character is all jokes. <laughs> so my my MVP is Korg, but I just feel like well, it's Korg. It's Korg. His jokes always hit though. I don't feel like his it's jokes. The accent. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, maybe. But the jokes just don't seem to miss. So, like, while those jokes, like, there's a lot of them and everything that Korg says is a joke, like, there's not really any... There's nothing serious that comes out of Korg's mouth. <laughs> like, it is literally all jokes. And even when he dies, spoiler alert, Korg dies, dies in quotation marks, and then we discover that all of Cronin is, is just their face and the rest of their body is just attached. So he's alive, but he is just a face at that point. <laughs> He gets tied to the back of Valkyrie. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Thor and Jane, they're kind of talking on the boat and he starts singing through the PA to <laughs> set the mood. Like all of that worked for me. Everything that Korg did kind of worked for me. And this is a tough one for me because obviously, as I said, like Thor is my favorite MCU character. So it's hard for me not to give him the MVP, but I just felt like it was just too much from Thor. Whereas Korg was like, this is what Korg is supposed to be. He lightens it up without it being distracting, I think, is probably the, the best way for me to put it. So yeah, Korg, Korg is my MVP. He was kind of like the most enjoyable part of the film for me. Not the screaming goats? Not the screaming goats, no. <laughs> no, I could have done without the screaming goats entirely, to be perfectly honest. By the end of the film, I felt the way that nebula and mantis felt about the goats yeah yeah <laughs> ready to shoot them Just like, that's enough Is that enough yeah i i can do without the goats i can definitely do without the goats all right let's uh one last thing before we wrap it up entirely i want to know out of 10 what you rate thor love and thunder um well i was thinking in terms of tier list i'd probably put it as like a high b low a Okay. So how that would correlate on an out of 10 list, it's probably what, like a... Like a 7, like 7.5? 7.5 yeah. to an 8. Okay. So I'll probably go 7, 7.75. Fair enough, yeah. 7.76. Right. 7.76, just yeah. to make it different. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's a, higher than me. My... <laughs> Four. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> four, 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 four. I am giving Thor Love and Thunder. I think I've probably settled on a six. So, like, thinking to the tier list, it's probably a C tier for me. Yeah, haters gonna hate. Yeah, look. Yes. <laughs> I don't hate it. No, that's not fair. Rick's a hater. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun watching it. It's one of those movies no, you that you can switch off and just enjoy. But in terms of the actual construction of the film, when I'm comparing it to the other MCU films that are in place, I, there's a lot that are much better than it, I think. Like, it's just something which you can enjoy and, like, be mindless about. It's not, yeah, it's not. It's nowhere near an A tier for me. So, yeah, so I'm going to go six. If I had to add, like, if you were to, like, put the screws to me, I'd maybe bump it up to a 6.5, but I think I'm going to stick, stick with a six. What does that mean? What does what mean? If I'd put the screws to you. Like if it was going to be a huge argument and it was like, you know what? I'm not coming back to the podcast unless you bump the score up. I would go oh, to well, 6.5. That, that, 
That doesn't even mean... That means nothing. That just means that... Or you, like, physically assaulted me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd never do that. Yeah. Unless unless you kept talking about Obi-Wan. Yeah, unless we bring up Obi-Wan again. (laughs) But, you know, I I think I'm going to... So you're 7.76. 7.76. I'm going to give it a 6. A 6 Mjolnirs out of 10. I I give it... I can do 7.76 Mjolnirs because she breaks. Yeah, it's it's all in pieces at the end. That's right. That's our recap of Thor Love and Thunder. Did you have any any last thoughts before we, we finish up? Any last thoughts? I liked the chicken fight. At the start? At the start where he's with, where <laughs> yeah. he's with the Guardians and yep. then he like flies on Stormbreaker like a broomstick. I just, yeah, yeah that I laughed at that. I definitely laughed at that. He jumps on Stormbreaker like a broomstick. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's that kind of movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah like From that moment, you're like, this is going to be a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, yeah, that was a lot. And like, I, I do love... Every time Thor gets to show his powers, I love that. I love it so much. It's it's so cool to see. Like I said, it's he's probably the best skill to see on screen. But I just love Thor going full god mode. So I did. I really enjoyed that as well. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad feel, you brought that up. I feel like Thor using his powers is kind of like when you get to watch Iron Man suit up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like no one suits up better than Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Well, uh, cool. We'll we'll leave it there then. So thank you so much for listening. Again, we've got a couple more episodes that we're working on for this week. So bear with us. <laughs> we're probably like our energy is going to like dip a little bit as we go along, but we're doing our best here. This, like I said, this is our this is our hell week getting through all of this. So hopefully you enjoy. Yeah, it, we though. hate this. So you yeah. better like it. This is suffering. We're doing this purely for you guys. <laughs> No, as we said before, we do this because we really enjoy talking about these things and this gives us the opportunity to discuss it. So please, if you guys have any thoughts, let us know online. Jump onto Facebook, jump onto Instagram at the Only Pop Culture Pod, and let us know what you think about the movie. Let us know what you think about our thoughts about the movie, whether or not you agree with it, whether or not you think I'm being a little bit harsh and I'm building up too many expectations. Rick is a spoiled child. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me know what you think. <laughs> Um, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We've got some really fun episodes coming out. After this one, we've actually got uh, where we've done a Disney tier list of the animated Disney films, and that is going to be a lot of fun. We've already uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We've already recorded that one. It's going to be, and what? I know it's going to be really fun because I was there. So, <laughs> so <Whoa>. make sure <laughs> make sure you've subscribed so Get you don't out miss out. Here. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a review. Give us a five star review. It really helps us out. Helps the podcast out. Helps us grow. It helps other people find us. But otherwise, we really look forward to seeing you guys again next week when we talk about Disney. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you then. All right, bye, mom. Bye, mom. Bye.